0: good here we go caretaker jennifer zang give me three words to describe caretaker parts one and two
1: well jacqueline lopez uh the pilot episode i would describe as densely packed uh erratic and uh sexual I was going to,
0: up until that point, I was going to say, sounds like my past relationships, but ha-cha-cha, ha-cha-cha, seven of wine. So, welcome to 7 of Wine. This is a podcast where I, Jacqueline Lopez, and Jennifer Zhang, she, Jennifer Zhang, we basically raked, what a, Let's Okay, let's figure out
1: how we're actually going to describe this. Oh, that's right. Um, we, um, I guess we share, we share our... We, sh- we talk about... We review and share thoughts on... Uh, we, we talk about an episode... We go in-depth in an episode, a Star Trek Voyager episode. In-depth? I don't know. That is very
0: (laughs) generous. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Welcome to Seven of Wine, the podcast. My name is Jacqueline Lopez. I am here with the beautiful Jennifer Zhang. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. You know, (laughs) because I am the authority on this. And (laughs) for the next X amount of minutes, and for every podcast we do, we basically review... And go quote unquote in depth into episodes of Star Trek Voyager while going quote unquote in depth into bottles of wine.
1: <laughs> Deep into the bottles of wine. Deep into Although, the bottles of wine. I like the, the air quotes. I think because it's a Star Trek podcast, they should be space quotes. Space quotes. <laughs> yes. Hashtag space quotes. <laughs> it's
0: so good, you guys. I am so excited about this podcast. You have no idea. But first, let's get a quick synopsis of Caretaker. Take it away,
1: Jennifer. All right, let's see. Caretaker is the pilot episode of Star Trek Voyager. um, And in it, uh, brand new captain of the USS Voyager, Janeway, uh, leads a crew on a mission to find some rogue maquis in an effort to recover... Tuvok. Ba, 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 uh, ba, ba, ba. And <laughs> in doing so, they find themselves pitched into the distant Delta Quadrant. What? And they are tasked <gasps> with getting home. No. Uh, which is a task that'll take roughly seven years. Seven years? Seventy five years. I'm sorry, years 75 class. years. <laughs> that's, oh my, that's the that's the major thing about Voyager, and I screwed it up. <laughs> you know 7 years. It's like you know, like like that took almost two forever. presidential turns. That's right. 70 years. That's medical school. <laughs> Apparently, that's why it was a big deal. 70 years. You guys. So, confession, <laughs> we've had a little bit of wine before this podcast.
0: Well, you guys, I mean that is kind of the podcast. And I think it's it's apropos if we really want to go with it because this was a Kismet situation. Caretaker is the name of the pilot. Uh, Star Trek actually names their episodes and For this occasion, so the idea behind it is Jen and I are going to alternate picking episodes and picking bottles of wine. So I decided to start, you know, and we, clearly I wanted to pick pilot since this is our pilot podcast. And I found a caretaker wine, which is hysterical. It's at Trader Joe's. It's less than like 10 bucks. And it's a Cabernet Sauvignon from Paso Robles. And because we are such wine experts, I'm going to read you the description on the back of the bottle. (laughs) Here we go. Ready? There is an intimate relationship that exists between the land and those who have farmed it over decades and generations. This wine is about personality. The character and nuances of the vineyard vineyard (laughs) (laughs) that can only be expressed by a true caretaker. There was even an ellipsis. And then it says, winemakers tasting notes. Dark ruby color with a garnet edge, opening with a complex nose of sandalwood, cassis, black cherry, dark chocolate, and roasted coffee. On the palate, it is rich and mouth-coating. That Mm. doesn't sound good. Sounds like Robitussin. With a long finish of concentrated fruit, black tea, leather, licorice, and
1: Spice box. Spice box. (laughs) there's a spice box where my heart used to be <laughs> is it like spice box which you call a vagina
0: and <laughs> um the texture oh it gets better you guys the texture is broad and even finishing with a fine tannin structure they don't even put up they don't even put a period because whoever was the punctuation police on this label f that one up uh, Jen, do you agree with any of these winemaker notes? Well,
1: let us toast. Oh, let's toast. Let's okay. toast to the pilot episode of us. Of us, and let's sip. get more smoshed. Hmm.
0: I taste no leather. No. This is assuming that I eat leather. <laughs> That's what I love about it. When have they you, like make these broad ranging. Have you never licked a cowboy? Well, I've never had the pleasure. Yeah, me either. <clears laughs> And, <laughs> and Siri being from England, um, I mean, you guys, it's it's dark, but it's dark in the center.
1: I mean, and it's it's kind of you know, <clears throat> it's actually very quaffable. It's it's light, despite them saying that it's full-bodied. full bodied. Full space quotes happening right now. Full <laughs> bodied, and it's actually kind of tart, as opposed to chocolatey or, or mocha. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't understand where that would. I like Spice Box
0: i still I'm can't now. get over that spice box i mean it's so fun it's just so great i love how because of the movie sideways anytime you say sandalwood mm-hmm. i think of that movie and how he's like holding his ear when he's tasting the wine he's like mm, yes i taste uh sandalwood <laughs> shut your mouth like no <laughs> now we're not now we're
1: not in the land of i believe you um, well, it is wine, but it is wine, it is wine, and it goes down fine. And it's called Caretaker, and we are reviewing Caretaker, the episode of or the two parter of Voyager. So it's apropos.
0: It is apropos. That is the word of the evening. So Jennifer, here's the thing: mm-hmm. I am a first time Voyager fan, or a first time Star Trek fan, because of Voyager, because of you. And this was you kind of revisiting it, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to know like. Was, did you discover new things about it that you never knew or things that stood out to you that you never saw or remember when you first watched it? Because Jen and I talked about this and basically she watched it when it was first airing. Mm -hmm. I literally saw it about a year ago. So I still, a lot of what I'm affected by is because of my current state. Whereas, you know, you were younger. Younger. You were a young warthog. I
1: was... When, I, when not, you were a young warthog. <laughs> I was about to say, I've sung too much, so you should sing, but you read my mind and you did it. Did you Vulcan mind me? I did. That's when I grab your face randomly in the bathroom. <laughs> I didn't. I did. Just a regular Saturday night. Just a
0: regular Saturday <laughs> night. That's how we get cheap thrills.
1: <laughs> um. Well, what was funny was when I watched it Um. back in the day, it was because a, an ex-boyfriend... Um, wanted me to watch it with him. And so I jumped onto Voyager back when it was originally airing in the middle of, I think, season three or four. So I already learned, you know, what Voyager was, like, in progress. And then at some point, because it was being syndicated, watched the pilot. So when I watched the pilot then, I already had all the context, you know? You're just bouncing around like yeah. we're going to do this. I'm like, oh, okay. So that was how they introduced all these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, in my adult years... Uh, set on set a course for watching the entire series from the beginning right and since it's been a number of years since voyager was originally originally on i was able to to watch it from the pilot and like try to refresh on what i knew of the series and um it's actually the thing that struck me the most about watching it again um and watching it in chronological order is how effective the first episode is at like you know, almost, almost in try-hard mode effective <laughs> at, like, giving you, like, a crash course. Oh, my God. Like, try-hard mode. No dying. Nope. No health packs. Mm-mm. Try what hard. Is, try hard. Go for it. Like, every character is essentially a parody of... The character that they're gonna be in the series because they really wanted you to know like this is the funny one. This is the young ensign who's an idiot, you know, this this is the you know, uh let me see, this is the no nonsense captain, right? Um so so that was my initial impression was just like, man, this is like a it's the pilot is almost a Voyager parody.
0: For me it wasn't it wasn't that it was a parody per se, mm-hmm. but it was definitely tryhard mode. Yep. You could definitely tell that everybody And I mean, given the context, so, you know, I'm trying to be really good, and I did some background research, but also Jen told me a lot of this, and there's a lot of it on the internet. There's YouTube panels galore, right? Star Trek conventions happen annually, and even more so, all over the place, Mm -hmm. and Voyager was one of those flukes where they filmed a whole bunch, they filmed 24 hours, and then 24 hours, their captain was replaced Mm -hmm. with Kate Mulgrew. Perfect choice, but... So you, I think it was also that stop-start with that, yeah. you know, and, and again, finding your footing. How do you make your mark on a franchise of this magnitude? Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, you literally go in and you are you were cast as this part. So you're going to play the shit out of this part. Mm-hmm. And I think that's essentially what all of them were doing, yeah. is they, they cranked all of their choices to the max. Yeah. And then over the course of the show, as all shows do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think the reality is, because we're dealing with science fiction, we're dealing with aliens, we're mm-hmm. dealing with Vulcans, we're dealing with, um, what, what's Neelix? A Talaxian. A Talaxian. Yeah. We're dealing with half-Klingons. We're going to get um, people
1: trying to make choices, very bold choices. Yeah. and the writers, too, making choices to, to be like, oh, you didn't know what a Klingon is? Watch this lady lose her shit all the time. <laughs> I just love
0: it. I just want to use that as the reason... I just want to go up to someone, punch them, and be like, sorry, it's the Klingon it's in me. It's the Klingon in I me. Didn't, I didn't mean to. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I think I can say this. So I was at, um, before the Hilton Star Trek experience was dismantled, they actually had people in, out, you know, in costume running around. And that was my favorite thing, was there was a guy dressed as a Klingon. And I knew, be- I knew of it. You know, I wasn't very familiar with Star Trek, as I mentioned. And so I walked in, and he's sitting there. And this guy's like, can I take a photo of you, total tourist? Has a cannon camera, shoots, you know, shoots a photo of the Klingon. The guy's, <laughs> the Klingon goes, your, your weapon says cannon but fires nothing. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I said, who is this man? He's the most brilliant. I, I was on the corner. Like, I'm just sitting in the corner. and I just went, oh. Like, I just made one of those, like, honks of laughter and mm-hmm. approval. It was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't know if there's a book that you have to read to memorize these. Like, uh-huh. Jungle Cruise and Disneyland. But I wanted to tip him, and then he 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 taught me Kapla, and then he ran away, and that was all I remember. Well, that's all you need to know. But can I tell you how kismet this actually is as well, is because mm-hmm. I remember going there. So basic, you don't need to know, my parents are doctors, they were going to a medical conference, and... When you're a kid, you can't you're not allowed on the casino floor. So I was sat in the Star Trek experience and I said, "Oh my gosh, why am I here?" And so <laughs> who there were with two- these fucking nerds. Oh my gosh, who are these people? Oh, okay, I'll be here. But it was dismantling, so there were boxes on boxes on boxes of merch just oh, being God. liquidated. Mm-hmm. Left and right, like you would go into the gift shop, they had like three like three stacks of boxes of phasers just sitting there and I, I was like I, I literally had this moment of man I could totally unload on eBay right now like nobody's business but you know I refrained but my point is there were two um, I believe there were only two rides that were available there was um, you go to Klingon and then there was another one where you escape the Borg mm-hmm. and the Klingon experience was either sold out or it was broken mm-hmm. so the only thing I could do was the Borg experience and I was looking at it later on and I don't, all I remember <laughs> mm-hmm. was just being led around hallways because robot men were chasing me. <laughs> and I was like, who are you? <laughs> okay, you're a bad guy. I'm going to walk over here. Bad and, robots. But I thought it was really, you know, ambitious for a, um, a hotel To go out of their way to create this whole, you would walk into an area, Mm -hmm. someone would die, and then you'd walk into another area, and someone would die, and you're just, everything's carpeted. Mm -hmm. And then years later, only until recently, again, through the technology and the the, um, access that YouTube gives you, Mm -hmm. did I realize that at the end of that, Voyager saves you. Voyager saves you in the Borg experience. So cool! And Janeway sits there, and she just says, "You know, humanity is what sets us apart from the Borg, oh, and God. that's what saves you." And I just said, I "Okay, love lady." You. <laughs> I know. I was just like, "I love you." Back then, you were
1: like, "Okay, who's this bitch?" Well, I just remember she was just
0: so sassy, and I was like, "Okay, she's captain." And it was so great because throughout the experience, the the Escape the Borg experience, mm-hmm. all female captains, all even the person at the array when you're leaving, when you're trying to leave the space station, mm-hmm. she's a chick. Nice. And Janeway saves you who's a chick. Mm-hmm. And it's no it's common knowledge that in nineteen ninety five, when this premiered, Captain
1: Katherine Janeway is the first female captain. Female captain mm-hmm. of any Star Trek ship. Such such a huge, 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 huge burden for them to overcome for
0: this series. Um Garrett Wong, who plays Ensign Kim, says that mm-hmm. they actually got bomb threats at Paramount. My God. Because of it. Because of that, jeez. I am if you're gonna take the time, here's my thing: if you're gonna make a bomb, just be productive somehow, some some other way. That's that's not gonna serve anyone. Yeah, exactly. At all. Like who? That's that's empty, and it's also really petty. But
1: it goes to show that not everybody was on board. No, and and it's funny because Voyager is actually, you know, female captain. Is one thing, but it's actually all the strongest characters. I would argue in the series are female, right? B'Elanna, the the one who's, in Voyager, yes, yeah, I, absolutely. The one, I mean, yeah. Sorry, I meant Star Trek Voyager. Yeah, <clears throat> the the most belligerent, hot headed one is B'Elanna, <laughs> right? They have a female Klingon, belligerent. <laughs> she's belligerent. She walks down the hall. She's pushing people. She's just smacking people upside don't the head. I got time for you for no reason. I mean, and even when Seven of Nine is is introduced, like talk about Mary Jane. Right. She's got like she's everything. She's the smartest. You know, she's the most beautiful. It's just all the most compelling, strongest, like st- uh, scene stealing characters in Voyager are female. Well, except for Lieutenant Tom Paris. <laughs> he- <laughs> <laughs> um, I was wondering
0: when that was going to happen.
1: Where all of a sudden <laughs> Tom
0: Paris is uttered and Jennifer just completely gets intimate with the microphone. Look,
1: permission to board granted. <laughs> oh, my God. Mister, Mr. Tom Paris.
0: Jennifer Zhang wishes that she was the Delta Flyer, if only to be boarded by Tom Paris. Yep, so
1: that he could be inside me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo!
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Whew. But it is true. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is a fact yep. that um, the the funny thing about, and we'll probably jump on, but the, fir- the only... So the way that I got introduced to Star Trek Voyager is I was going on a camping trip with Jen, and she kept on playing clips of Tom Paris and
1: Bologna (laughs) Torres. And I said, what is
0: this? Just on loop, a 30-second clip. And and literally, I think she added about 300 views to this one YouTube clip. Oh, yeah. And she turns around to me. It's 10 in the morning. She goes, isn't that so hot? I said, it's 10 in the morning. I'm sleeping in the back (laughs) of the... We're going to the freaking desert. What's wrong with you?
1: Oh, my gosh. He's quintessentially, like, the quintessential bad 90s. Boy. Yeah, he's the 90s bad boy. He's like he's like Dylan in 90210. He's so, he's Space Dylan. <laughs> he's Space Dylan. Space Dylan. But that's a good segue into talking about the captain, the reveal of the captain on Star Trek Voyager. This is a point that Jennifer Zhang... Loves making. I still don't see the correlation,
0: but I love, because she really wants to prove this point. (laughs) State
1: your thesis. Um, I believe, uh, I (laughs) propose propose. that the reveal of this show's captain in all of Star (laughs) Trek history was the porniest reveal of any captain ever.
0: You heard right. It was not corniest. It was porniest. With a p With a capital P. A capital P. Italicized, mm-hmm. bold, everything under the sun. And when she first told me that, I had a, a double take moment. <laughs> well, p- please explain, Jennifer. Well,
1: track with me, fellow listener. Track or Trek.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Trek
1: tra- ah, with me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to... I'll try it again. We're going to boldly go into the pointiness of this. Okay. <laughs> you, so after the the intro, before the the opening titles, blah, 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 whatever, space battle, yakety yak, you see the Maquis. Who are, who are, who are these people? Why are they wearing vests? Blah, setup. Oh, my gosh. Apparently, the future is leather vests
0: and patterns. Just spoiler <laughs> alert. If you see those in a closet, keep them. <laughs> but enough
1: about that. Let's jump to the real...
0: The real porn
1: so of af- the episode. So after the majestic opening with the very, very symphonic theme as Star Trek series are, you know, are uh, are known to have, we, we catch up with uh, Tom Paris, not yet a lieutenant. He's a... He's a prisoner. A prisoner. Oh my God. He's been imprisoned. <laughs> Stop touching <laughs> your zippers. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Hands up. Bad kitty. <laughs> um down girl down down Um, girl you haven't even finished continue he's in a prison and his shirt is unbuttoned and he's he's tinkering with something in the hot sun he's slaving away (laughs) and 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 then he hears a voice the iconic captain janeway and she says tom paris oh that was perfect that was beautiful thank you my (laughs) god And the camera tilts up from his sweaty visage, right? Where he's tinkering away with his little tricorder. guys, he's literally shooting something with a laser and he's sweating so much. (laughs) He's sweating so much. (laughs) And it tilts up from his POV and you just kind of get like a a elevator shot from like the bottom up. (laughs) Yep, up the boobs. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you see for the first time, captain Catherine janeway and she's got her hands on her hip and she's oozing sass she's so sassy and she says something to him doesn't matter what it's something about like needing him for this mission like i need your help like everything is
0: it's very curt, but it's very help me obi-wan kenobi yeah you know what i mean but in a
1: like a authoritative like you're gonna help
0: me kind of way it was i think it was actually something along the lines of like I, I worked with your father or something yeah. like that. Or, yep. you know, your help is needed. And, of course, he answers in all this bravado. And <laughs> he goes, he goes,
1: in his, Robbie Duncan McNeil's acting style is very breathy. He goes, well, I'm all yours. Oh, that was pretty good. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, my God, my teenage hormones are just, like, and raging. And then,
0: apparently, Jennifer collapsed into a coma <laughs> of hormones Thereby bypassing the rest of the episode. Didn't know what happened until she rewatched it recently. Yes. Um, I, I, I
1: really don't understand how that's a porny episode. Because the whole thing with the guy working on the things, what, you know, like a construction worker and a porn, and then like a the, the foreman. It's not a, it's not a <laughs> fax machine, Jennifer. <laughs> the foreman's wife comes in, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's pretty much... And so she, I don't know, I, I thought it was very sexy, and I think they wanted, they must have wanted to reveal her in a way that was, like, statuesque and sexy, because she's a female, but also authoritative. I will say they succeeded
0: in that. Yeah. I love that about it, honestly, because I think that no one, because at this point, again, first female captain, no one knows what she looks like. And right. quite honestly, you know, she had her stint of different shows that she was on and off on, of, but... Kate Mulgrew, and I know this because I'm obsessed with her, because she's, I think, one of the most underrated actresses of our time, period. I think she's absolute talent, but I digress. Um, she was on a soap opera. That was like her big coup de grace prior till. I'm pouring wine. wine, wine, booze, booze. <laughs> but I think people didn't know what she was going to look like. Right. And you pan up and you're like, oh, she's hot. Okay. I'll yeah. watch. She's I'll watch.
1: She's beautiful. She's not like, you know, she's not like skanky hot. She's it's, beautiful. She's beautiful yeah. and she's strong. Yeah. And I think it's, you
0: know, it's one, of those, it's one of those things that needs to appease both sides
1: mm-hmm.
0: of the, I don't know, I don't know where I could go with this. Both mm-hmm. sides of, of the line, if anything. Yeah. Case, and this is going to be weird, but go with me. Like Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. Lois Lane needs to be the kind of person where you believe that she can save herself, but at the same time you believe she's deserving of being saved by Superman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You need you need to want her to be independent, but you also need to want her to be rescued. To be right. So when she pulls the damsel card, you're not like, oh my god. You don't eye roll. Right. You know, you know that she's strong. She just got herself in a pickle on the top of the Eiffel Tower, and she just didn't, you know, oops. She's I didn't in a pickle. I didn't realize that the <laughs> elevator cables were cut. So Mm -hmm. I think that was the kind of thing with with Janeway where you Mm -hmm. had to, you had to be like, oh man, she's fine. You could do that. But also she's super smart. Yeah. Super smart. Takes no bull crap. Yeah. And you see that in that first episode. Yeah. I mean, she stepped up to the occasion and she only had, ladies and gentlemen, in theory, she only had like four days to prepare. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. All of that. And I,
1: she came into a role that wasn't hers initially. Mm -hmm. And I think she, you know, I'll give her the gold star. Yeah and she you know without having any knowledge of Star Trek really when she started right like she none of them did really I mean no. some of them have were familiar with Star Trek and were fans yeah but none of them right and she she really committed to the technobabble that is such a core a core element of like Star Trek like you know just knowing the script and saying it like she she delivers those lines with so much gravity and so much authority that you know you would think that she was kind of freaking born to be a freaking captain your freaking cap what i love about it is one of the
0: it's either one of the interviews or one of the panels or one of the behind the scenes that i've watched Mm -hmm. what i really like is apparently that director that first day walked up to her brought her aside and said this is your living room
1: Mm
0: -hmm. on the bridge and i said that's perfect because you see her walk in it's it's supposed to be a brand new ship Mm -hmm. but she owns it literally just walks in this is my chair Thank you for for coming aboard. <laughs> I don't know why I sound like the conductor in uh, Polar Express, but uh, <laughs> or a little bit like Falkhorn Leghorn. I'll say I'll say right here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but but the sexiness doesn't just stop with Tom Paris, no. Because Bolana Torres, oh my god, is on point. Patron saint of cheekbones, on point in this. So episode. beautiful. She she had the glow going on before yeah. it was a thing. Before yeah. bronzer was. Mm-hmm. Trendy. I mean, put it on them. I and you know what I think it is? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it today. I think it's because she wasn't wearing lipstick. Oh, they made her really natural. Interesting. And because A of Kling that, Klingon wouldn't wear lipstick. But and so but yeah. in but in the subsequent episodes. Yeah, they plumb her lips up. We got we got nineties berry going on. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that kind of they matted it.
1: Yeah. But initially, mm-hmm. she is just illuminated so beautiful so beautiful and what's funny about it is i mean a little bit of trivia roxanne dawson was the first person that they cast for star trek voyager they did they, they knew that they wanted her um and she is she's my spirit animal like your relationship with uh kate mulgrew and like janeway is mine with uh, Bolana and roxanne dawson it yeah. yeah she's like i as as a as an adult woman at this stage in my life um she identify with all of her feels. I'm like I would be angry about that too. Yes, that would piss me off. Like <laughs> it's
0: well, it's one of those things where I am, and I think what it is about Balana mm-hmm. is there is a lot of us that have knee jerk reactions, yeah, and we internalize it. Yeah. So we have that reaction, but we internalize it enough to talk us off that cliff, to yeah. to take it down. But the way that they had written her. Mm -hmm. And the way that she is presented is that knee jerk reaction just happens. Yeah, you know what I mean. Throughout
1: this episode, throughout this episode, especially she she thrashes. She's punching people in the face. She's talking back. Like you know, she gives she gives her whole monologue about being kicked out of the academy, the Starfleet Academy. Um, You just learn a lot about you just learn a lot about her very quickly. You could tell they they really wanted her to be a huge central element of you know why this particular crew was going to have you know, challenges. I think what's really great about this is you could see them trying things. Yeah. And,
0: and that's really what it is. I'm very much in the same vein as Jen. I bounced around with my episodes before I actually sat with the pilot mm-hmm. and with the pilot episode. And you can see them trying to set stuff up that they're going to. Yeah. They're laying, th- laying groundwork. They're laying yeah. groundwork, but they're okay to change. They're yeah. okay. Case in point. Yeah, Jen made the, you know, she gave me some trivia in that initially there was supposed to be
1: something between Paris and Janeway. Yeah. And you could see it in the way that they're interacting. When they're walking. And they're like, oh, yeah. look at these eucalyptus trees. And he is decidedly flirty with her. I mean, to to the credit of the character, though, he flirts with everybody he in this episode. with everyone. Everybody. Even a hologram. He flirts with the Ferengi.
0: <laughs> no, he
1: doesn't. He does not flirt <laughs> with the Ferengi. That would be very weird. <laughs> Him flirting with the Frankie that appears in this episode is quark who you guys would know from like ds9 and i now i want to see him flirt with quark <laughs> someone write that fanfic no i hope it's out there because <laughs> i want to read it i don't want to read it no. i don't know write I the fanfic and then burn it and then bur- <laughs> after after jackie oh reads god. it
0: <laughs> oh my god that would be the best can you uh, write this and then burn it immediately after you write it? It's so Milagro from X-Files. But I digress.
1: Um, I really like, right, they chose not to make Janeway and Tom Paris get well, together. that's it. Yeah. That's it. I'm thinking that
0: within that initial interaction between the two of them, mm-hmm. yes, you can see them trying to. Yeah. But she's not going to take it. Mm-hmm. He's such a playboy. And
1: she doesn't have time for it. <gasps> no. Because she's, because she's in love. That's right, With Mark. Yes, her her beloved Mark, whom she's gonna see shortly. I mean this this that's, mission that's, this mission can't last that long, right? Here's the deal: <laughs> is is if you really
0: get into the psychological uh, implications of this show, everybody thought they were going on a three hour tour.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, a, three a three hour, hour tour. tour,
0: and it backfired tremendously. Yeah, you know, Molly's a. You know, Jane Way's golden retriever is gonna have puppies in, in a couple of hours. Yep. She's gonna go home, see Mark, enjoy some wine, yep. maybe a little more. Yeah. And and that and life is good. And So we think. So we think. Mm-hmm. And then
1: they get boomeranged across the mm-hmm. the galaxy. And yep. and just to, to give some backstory on what happens in that case, they, they get uh, Basically, there's like an alien species who's like a deity to these people and he has immense power and he happens to use his array. You don't really know need to know too much about this because the array doesn't really appear. What is an array? It doesn't really appear or play into any other like episodes of Star Trek. Well, but- no, take it back. Because remember, the caretaker had a pair, and well, so later oh, yes.
0: on, oh, yes. we look for the
1: pair, but there's no array involved. It's no. a smaller array. It's actually a smaller array. And this thing boomerangs them across, you know, many, many light years. Now they're 70 what? years, 75, 75 years from home, and, um, and you know, not to spoil the episode, you should have watched it before you... You know what? What? The statute of limitations has expired here. If you haven't seen the pilot episode of Star Trek Voyager, you've had oh god (laughs) over 20 years to do it 20 years to do it over Over 20 20 years years.
0: my breasts have fallen an inch (coughs) in saying that
1: phrase over 20 years but jane way and this is a really really good uh testament to like what this character is going to be she she's uh faced with either at the end of this episode saving these people uh who are dependent on this deity who is dying right (gasps) um but in doing so uh, if she does that then she ends up stranding her crew uh, in you know the middle of buttfuck nowhere the delta quadrant <laughs> we're just going to call the delta quadrant but fuck, fuck, fuck nowhere they they were they were like should we call it the delta or the buttfuck and they said
0: <laughs> delta the delta
1: that was the it, the it actual ones
0: with the um the the, the alphabet scheme. the greek alphabet the, al- the alpha it works
1: quadrant so larry yep. i liked buttfuck
0: i get it i don't think we're gonna use it we're gonna go with delta but thank you get us some coffee Yeah,
1: exactly so so it's because she makes a moral choice right a really strong principled moral choice to help these people that she ends up screwing, like, I mean, screwing over her crew. Oh, she does. Oh, so... Oh, she does. Oh, yes, she does. Um, they all had reasons to want to go home soon. And those uh, have... There's slight delay. Um, slight delay. Everything that you were planning on doing, just tack on 75 years to that. Boom, boom, boom. So,
0: uh, remember when we were going to go home? Uh, let's, uh, command Z, that. Funny story. Funny. You guys. Funny I would story. love to be that person. You guys. Um...
1: Yeah, Yeah. that's that's what happens. That theme goes, like, and it's a beautiful choice for them to have made for this series. Because, you know, Picard is, like, like he's a paragon of what a Starfleet captain should be, right? He always, um, always, like, follows the prime directive. He's, like, he makes all the right choices when it comes to, like, Starfleet, like, principles and stuff everything is by the book he's just a really good but we've had that already we've had that in star trek absolutely yeah so why not have now a captain who you know what what happens to a starfleet captain when they are uh placed in a, a situation far removed from any kind of starfleet federation she jurisdiction She no backup no she has no backup. no federation backup whatsoever what does somebody like that do right and she Makes a lot of poor choices. She makes a lot of good choices. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: is
0: depending on the the scope you see it through, just depending on the lens you see it through, mm-hmm. it could either be a brilliant choice oh. or 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 an inferior one. Mm-hmm. And it really comes down to, and this is what I was telling you know, I, I, and this is what I really love, and this is why I think I and you know, I'm a new Star Trek fan, but I'm satiated with Star Trek Voyager simply because. I like that it isn't about the pew-pew and the space wars. It has that. It has those elements. But it really comes down to personal choices. And mm-hmm. it comes down and to the consequences consequences and character. And I yeah. love that. I love the complexity of the human mind and alien mind. But I'll just blanket all of them into the human condition. You know, when, when the odds are stacked against you, when you don't know what's going to happen,
1: mm-hmm. do
0: you save an entirety of a civilization Mm -hmm. or
1: do you take the selfish route and go home and be loyal to uh, a crew that you are tasked with protecting right that that's the thing she immediately takes on the accountability yeah star star like starfleet the federation whatever like a captain is supposed to protect their crew and like you know take care of the crew and blah, blah blah um she saw the much, much bigger picture, and is that flawed by Federation standards? Maybe, and I, I love that. Like you, you, and it's not just like a cut and dry thing where it's like, oh yeah, Janeway made a choice, and now this is just what's happening. There's no repercussions. She wrestles with this for the whole series. I
0: love that the guilt
1: oh my gosh nearly crushes her in several episodes so she's a flawed she's a flawed captain and that's beautiful and they set it up in the pilot in this pilot they really set it up really well it's not like she doesn't have anything to lose she she's She's not gonna see the birth of her puppy there's well aside from that what i think is
0: really interesting is there is an actual well there is an actual scene you guys there's a scene where it's her and tuvok in her ready room. Mm-hmm. And she is juggling with this idea. Yeah. And it is so, it, it, like you said, it absolutely sets it up. Mm-hmm. She's talking about Ensign Kim. She's yeah. talking about Harry Kim. And how, you know, she could, she could take it big. She could take it about the dogs, you know. And she won't mm-hmm. see the puppies. She won't see Molly having her puppies. No, she takes it to the whole idea. She didn't really get to know Ensign Kim's parents. And they said that he was a great player he went to almost juilliard or something for of the clarinet for yeah. clarinet and he didn't bring it you know what i mean and and she makes it about the crew and i thought that
1: was so perfect yeah, she makes it about the fact that she's she's making a choice that's going to make it so that they you, know, they yeah they she's impacting their lives not she, yeah not her she doesn't mm-hmm. mention mark or the puppies no or the sweet sweet loving that she's not getting from mark anymore she does <laughs> do, 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 I don't know why I do, do that. We, it's, do because, it's because it's because she, she's because it's so sexy. Because she does like when she's talking to him on Space Skype, right? At the You beginning. guys, they had Skype. She like it was
0: great. She Space says,
1: Skype was the best. She says something to him and it, it's the weirdest, it's an interesting choice for them to make because they want to show you that she's a captain, but she's feminine, right? And yeah. so she says to Mark, like he says something about bothering her. Yes, yes, She yes, goes yes. like, oh, I don't mind you bothering me in the ways that I like to be bothered. Yeah, that's what she says. Yeah. She,
0: she, he goes, "Um, oh, I'm, I'm I'm, not bothering you. And she's like, no, you only bother me the ways I like to be bothered. Oh yeah.
1: Please use that. Someone please
0: film them. <laughs> please someone film themselves using that in a way. And also
1: write the Janeway Mark fan fiction and then burn it. And then burn it. <laughs> I want you to write it and then I want you to burn it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want you... You know what it reminds me of? Uh-huh. Again, complete non sequitur. There was a DC comic about Astro and how when um, Superman left, you, it followed Astro and how he never came back. And then you oh, just, Crypto. Crypto. I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, wait wait a second. It is Crypto, right? It Cry- is Crypto. Crypto the super dog. Crypto the super dog. Yes. Why am I saying Astro? Because caretaker wine, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Anyways, but I would love there to be, so someone write the comic of Molly the dog waiting for Janeway and then burn it. <laughs> and then burn. And it. then burn it. Hey, oh what do you have? Burn it. burn it.
1: Burn it. It would be great. Thank you so much. So I know I'd mentioned at the beginning <laughs> of, of this podcast really that um this episode, you know, it, it sought to accomplish a lot. And I think one of the ways that you really, really experience it is how, um how they bring together a crew that has so many disparate uh reasons for having come together. You know what I mean? Like, like, this is not, like, usually for Star Trek, you have, like, the reason why the crew is there is because they were assigned to that ship. It's a one-off. Yeah, they were assigned to that ship. It's a one-off. These are the people you're dealing with, right? This ep- Star Trek Voyager, you get, you get... Uh, Neelix, who joins the crew because he's supposed to help them with their predicament, but he's really only interested in saving his girlfriend, Kes, who's an Ocampan, Ocampa, whatever, and he's a Talaxian. And he gets brought into, he gets sucked into this predicament that way. You have Tom Paris, who only is really looking for... Uh, Jennifer Zhang. <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> if only. Set phasers to fun. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think I was going to say I uh, I I knew what you were going to say
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then you self censored <laughs> <laughs> who's really just trying to get a free pass out of jail so he helps them out yeah. right and he gets sucked into this whole thing yeah. right you have the McKee the most important element of this whole whole thing is the fact that the McKee were out on their own mission they get Boomerang, as you use using your term, to the Delta Quadrant, right? Oh. And they are uh, just by nature at odds with the Federation because the Federation has struck a treaty. That's, you know, because of the war with the Cardassians, blah, 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 well, blah. And you find out that a
0: majority of mm-hmm. the crew that we are introduced to from the McKee were originally
1: Starfleet people. Yep. So they're already at odds from the beginning, right? They 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 have actually severed their ties from Starfleet. They don't like Federation. They don't like the Federation decision um, that was made with the treaty with the Cardassians. And they're fighting, and they're fighting, and then suddenly they're they're in a situation where they have to board and be part of a Federation starship crew. Yeah. So at the end of this episode,
0: mm-hmm. they get absorbed, and things happen. Pew pew space fight. Um, their captain decides to ram the McKee ship into this giant weapon ship, and thereby they lose their ship. Yeah. And they become assimilated into the Federation Voyager, and their crew
1: has to adapt. Yeah, and, and Janeway has to make that choice. It's like, what do you do with these people that are, you know, again, this is another example of Janeway kind of... Like, you know, flying in the face of what the Federation would want, right? Or what Starfleet would want. Is, like, the, these Maquis, like, they they should be incarcerated. She should throw them all in the brig. I mean, they're technically... Technically. She should she, keep them in the brig for And the, what does uh, she do, Jen? She freaking makes Chakotay her uh, first commander, first lieutenant yeah, commander. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Guys, write that fanfic.
0: And then burn it. <laughs> burn burn, burn it. it. Burn it. <laughs> no she she absolutely i didn't yeah. even think about that he, she, huge she deal. should like they were they were being naughty they were being in fact very naughty. tuvok was undercover yeah to shut them down yeah. and what does she do she says look as you know we're all
1: in this shit together now yeah hey yeah. put on this jumpsuit walk with me <laughs> give me give me that vest it smells like leather give me that vest i don't like it yeah. give me those fashion choices although Bolana
0: Torres's boots, her leather boots. On fleek. Can I have them? Fleek. CBS wardrobe, can I please have them? Because they are adorable.
1: <laughs> but
0: then she is adorable, too.
1: So that's a really, I think that's a really, really cool, cool e- element of Star Trek Voyager. Is that the way this pilot episode brings together this particular crew, highly unique. I mean, it did present problems for the episode because the episode was all over the place oh my god it was there was a oh, hoedown over the place there was a hoedown they were in a hoedown you guys <laughs> if you want to placate me
0: fyi don't take me to a hoedown no
1: they 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 and uh, here's
0: the thing is what i loved about it they were in a hoedown and no one was having it
1: no no one no one I wanted mean, the
0: corn no one i mean no one Paris, wanted to dance. Paris wanted the chick he didn't want the chick the hologram chick you
1: know but yeah. he got over it but nah no like that was the weirdest that was that was weird. That it was, was a, a ho- it was a holographic you'll have to watch the episode. Uh, it's a holographic waiting room and it's a hoedown. For some reason you have all these these Starfleet people who are now just chilling on a southern plantation in or- <laughs> <laughs> with a guy who's the caretaker I can't even speak right now. The caretaker
0: is playing a banjo. What is happening? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Such but, a funny episode. But you know what? Overall, mm-hmm. it sets it up. Yep. Yep. It did a lot did a in lot. a little space. Yep. And what I was telling Jen, which I really appreciate about it, is you see you you have all the elements. It hits all the elements that you expect in a Star Trek show. Mm-hmm. But what it really comes down to is, is, is a it's a crisis of ethics. Mm-hmm. Do you save a city? Do you save a do you save a civilization,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or do you get yourselves home and, and be selfish? Mm-hmm. And they err on the side of selflessness. The captain does. Mm-hmm. The repercussions happen throughout the show. Yep. It's it's very impactful. It's yep. impressive. It's it's impressive and it's funny. Um, it's funny to come to it as an adult and be like, I get it. Yeah, I can appreciate all these different elements. Yeah. I really appreciated
1: Harry Kim's hair. <laughs> it was so good. Everybody's hair was amazing. Pretty on point. Everybody's hair was amazing. They get an A plus for hair. A plus for hair, you guys. Yep. Actually,
0: it's, I think they got Emmy nominated
1: for hair. The future is a good time for hair. You guys, if you're having problems with your hair right now, don't <laughs> worry. The future got you covered. Takes care of it. You're okay. And and to also Star Trek Voyager's credit, like, I don't I don't know that. Um well this is gonna be arguable. Everybody has their own favorite Star Trek series, but I don't know that any other series has started with the stakes being so freaking high. So high, so freaking high. Okay. Like they're you know, half their crew has freaking died in in this event that Oh my god, so many people died. Their doctor died. (laughs) Their (laughs) doctor
0: died. Their first officer died in the best way ever. He's just running captain says, brace yourselves, and what does this clown do? I'm just going to run over here, you guys. You guys, I'm just going to run to camera because I want to be, like, really cool. He exploded. He
1: exploded, you guys. He exploded. The pilot died. The doctor dies, the which is very fateful because now they have a holographic doctor who would mm-hmm. become one of the best characters on the show ever, the EMH. The most OP character. Yep, yep. state the nature of your medical emergency. Yes, well, please. Um, well, medical emergency is that... Uh, half of the crew's dead, and uh, <laughs> we're far away from any resources or any Federation backing whatsoever, and you're now going to have to take care of all these people, even though you were not programmed or designed to do that, for um, maybe 70 years. Good luck with that. 75, goddammit, Jen. <laughs> I keep saying 75, you keep saying 7, then 70, then seven and a half. What's wrong with you? I'm malfunctioning. I
0: guess so. <laughs> My favorite thing is um, the doctor is always not, No, everybody
1: forgets to turn off his program. So he's just left. He just kind of sits there. Yep. Until everybody comes back. It's yep. brilliant. And now, not just the stakes of this episode, but now at the end of the episode, at the end of the pilot, what is this starship going to do with no access to the resources that power the ship? Nope. No No access to any kind of backing. They don't know what the enemies are going to be like. You know, like, we, we know about the Klingon. We know about the Borg. And we know about, like, the Cardassians and stuff. Like, what... Now they're in the Delta Quadrant. What alien species are they going to encounter? This is new terrain. For which there's no, like, freaking captain's log or other records that they can access. Like, they're just, they're in the wild west out there. It's crazy. It's crazy town. It's crazy town. It's crazy town. And, uh, and their captain's a woman.
0: Oh my gosh, I love her so much. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, I am out of wine, which means we are out of time. Jen, mm-hmm. we powered through this. This was, this was,
1: this felt good. This felt very good. It felt very good. It almost felt as good as, never mind. No,
0: we're not going there. Please
1: write it, then burn it.
0: (laughs) We can't burn this podcast, so you can't say it. But you can
1: write it on a piece of paper and give it to me, and I will burn it. (laughs) I will burn it. I'll just write Tom Paris' name on another piece of paper. (laughs) On another piece of paper. Stop.
0: (laughs) Stop. Oh, my gosh. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to Seven of Wine. I am actually excited because we actually do know what episode we're watching next week. So I picked this week's episode because it was the pilot episode and this was our pilot podcast. Jennifer, I I think it's safe to say we can announce it, right? Absolutely. So uh, we're doing two podcasts a month because we can only get hammered for so long um, by choice. (laughs) And so, uh, Jennifer, what is uh,
1: next episode's episode? Next episode episode... (laughs) Episode section An inception. Episode episode. It's very hard to say. Um, <laughs> uh, no, you have as she says with a wine glass of wine <laughs> like, in her It's very hard to say. You got the heart I love people. Uh, it's, it's just Jackie, we are as one. We you and me. We are as one. We are as one. We are as one. Are as one. <laughs> um next episode's episode is Blood Fever. <laughs> from from season three which I affectionately refer to as the Ponfar episode. Ponfar and the elevator. Ponfar and the elevator. <laughs> you guys write the fanfic, then burn it. Then burn it. I'm Jacqueline
0: Lopez. That's Jennifer Zhang. Thank you so much for listening to Seven of Wine. And uh,
1: live long and prosper. Thank you. <laughs> yes! yes!
0: Hey everyone, Jack here. Thanks so much for listening to our 7 of Wine podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or Ferengi, Tom Paris fanfic, do email us at engage at sevenofwine.com. And if you want to see Jen reading it, make sure you follow us on our social. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all of them, 7 of Wine. One word, 7 of Wine. Thanks so much. Lopez out.